You're listening to a 95BFM podcast. Morena Fano, you're on 95BFM Breakfast. I hope you're having a good day out there. Thank you for texting in your gardening questions. On the line, we have got James, who you better probably know as Jim Nothing, but this morning, James has got his gardening hat on. How are you, James? I'm good. Uh, Rachel, how are you doing? Good. Now, for the listeners at home who probably know you best as a musician, you're actually a gardener by day, is that correct? Yeah, I'm a gardener by hobbyist and a garden designer by day job. Excellent. Well, it's the time of the year that people do start thinking about maybe setting up a garden or tidying up the garden that they've got. So you've, you've brought us a few sort of suggestions this morning for people trying to start from scratch. Yeah, I kind of thought, you know, it's coming up to Labour Weekend, which is traditionally when New Zealanders remember they have a garden. Um, so I think it would be good to kind of, you know, uh, yeah, give some information on how to start one if you um, if you want to create one from scratch. Totally. Well, we've had a few texts come in, which we'll get to in a minute. But if anybody does want to send in a question for James, 5395 is the text number. But let's get started from the basics. If you've never approached making a garden before, where would you suggest people uh, turn to first? So the one practice that I really like to use and I've used many times before is called sheet mulching. Um, the basic kind of principles of sheet mulching is just identify where your space is. So if you've got, in Auckland we've got a lot of kaikuyu grass, which is really invasive, but people spend hours trying to dig it up or use horrific kind of poisons trying to get rid of it that way. But grass really wants sunlight to live. It needs sunlight to live. So right. if you deprive it of that, you deprive it of life and you want to deprive that sunlight the grass of life <laughs> so how you want to do that is you want to get you want to chop it down as low as you can um you can do it with a mower you can do it with scissors it doesn't really matter depending on how big your patch is as mm-hmm. long as you get it quite fine next thing you're going to need is cardboard so don't buy it you don't need to buy more cardboard no. cardboard's around you can find it you can go to the supermarket and get it usually you can find it behind a, any store just, yeah. just have a look um, you want to layer that down on top of your grass. You want to wet it. You want to get it really wet. Cardboard is weirdly like hydrophobic when you start putting really? water on it. it so repels. would you recommend like soaking it before maybe, like dunking it in a bucket or something? How do you how do you yeah, get it I wet? Mean, I just kind of put the hose on and zone out a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. So nice. and after a while it does tend to soak in. So after it's really wet, that kind of starts the like kick starts the decomposition and um you're going to see, you know, wormies kind of start to love it. So nice. after that, the best thing you can do is layer up compost on it. So you may go and buy some compost. You may already have a compost pile. Um, if you don't have a compost pile, it's just two main things, brown and green. Brown is anything, dead leaves, that sticks, it's wood chip, anything with carbon. Nice. Green is anything with nitrogen, so food scraps, grass clippings any kind of garden trimmings that haven't turned brown yet. Mm-hmm. So you kind of need equal layers of that, and over time you'll have really nutrient-rich soil. So Yum. with your new compost, you want to layer that on top. Ideally, 10 centimetres, that's a good depth. Next thing you need is you're going to want to mulch it. All right, uh, how do you mulch? What, what does mulching actually mean? So mulching is like the key for gardening soil doesn't want to be exposed to light you don't want to have it just removes all the goodness out of it like good rich soil is like nutrient dense and moist and has a really like lovely texture and smell to it so covering it up with mulch like generally wood chip um is a great way to kind of preserve 
the soil structure and keep it all nice and good. So you can get, you can buy mulch for sure, but you can get mulch at pretty much any local park. Um, there's a big pile at Grayland Park. There's a community mulch pile at Fold Park in Morningside. Um, yeah, generally all around. And can you just help yourself to that? Totally. Just load up your load up your car, or if you don't have a car, bring a trolley and you know. Just awesome. Put it in. Um, another thing, if you maybe transport's an issue, is there's almost certainly local arborists in your area, and they generally have to uh, dump the mulch some, somewhere, so they can come around and just um, you know generally put a put a you know half a truckload on your on your driveway, and you can give them some beers and nice. you're away laughing. Nice. Yes. Yeah, so that's the kind of process to start a new garden so the grass will still be living under there yep. for a little bit but the less light it has which ideally would be no light it starts to die and so you can plant into it you've got a new nutrient rich garden bed that you didn't have before that and sounds, you can do it for free that sounds so great uh, we love that it's free and we also love that you don't have to dig into yeah, yeah. that kaikuya grass and that rock hard soil I, I definitely have had some flats where the garden has been like concrete so it's nice oh, nice totally. to know my, that you don't need to do that my home is, is greyland clay and it's like digging into it is awful but I've sheep mulched the entire front lawn and now when I'm digging into it it's just really nice soil like it's, it's a pleasure to garden in oh that's so lovely we've had some texts from the listeners about uh, their gardens somebody has said they've put seedlings down slugs and snails eat them until they die it's so heartbreaking I want to be organic does anything non-poisonous really work um yeah I mean depends how like brutal you want to be but um <laughs> you can just kill them yourself um so uh they come out at night um, and if if it's been raining, they seem to come out at night at full force. So right. you can generally go out there. I don't know. With sometimes your torch. I feel a bit bad about it. I go out there with a the torch, and because I'm like I don't know a little bit. I'm a little bit. Yeah, I don't want to squash them. <laughs> I can. Um, I generally just pick them up and throw them across the road. And if they make it back, then I'm good on them. <laughs> yeah, well and done. I'll try get another night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's a way to do it. I, I don't like any poison or slug bait or anything. Um, gener- yeah, it's just easiest to do it at night. Or if you want to, you don't want to touch them or whatever, maybe put like a little glass jar or something over your seedlings so they can get tall enough that they can outgrow the onslaught of snakes and mm. snails. Nice. Okay, that's a good tip. Uh, we've also had someone say that they've just started a garden patch and on, on top of an old chicken coop on the weekend, uh, oh. and they were wondering should they be worried about acidity uh, or high levels of any particular mineral or nutrient. They're planting predominantly tomatoes, and they've already dug in some compost, blood and bone and sheep pellets. Alright, well I mean, yeah, that sounds like a whole lot of nutrients. Um... The sheep pellets generally have like chicken stuff in it anyway, so um, I think tomatoes are quite heavy feeders, so it should be fine. Um, it actually sounds probably really good. Mm-hmm. Um, if you notice, you start to notice if it goes bad, like yellowing or browning of the leaves, um, which can be, I guess, a sign of too much nitrogen. Um, but yeah, it should be fine. Awesome. Sounds good. That's good to know. Uh, we we might we might get into maybe uh, another chat soon about tomatoes themselves also being a big thing people love to get into on uh, the Labour weekend time Huge of the year. Thing. Huge thing. Have you put any in yet, James? I uh, I have one tomato in that I have planted. Um, I have a lot of 
spiders that are self-sown throughout my garden, so they're kind of coming up in their own. Cool. And I'll kind of thin them out and see where I want them, and they can, you know, they can grow where they want to. Nice. I put some in. Uh, two varieties already look like they're not doing well where I've put them, but the other two seem to be surviving. So maybe we'll get into well, a bit of a tomato yeah. chat sometime. Yeah, let's talk tomatoes. All right. Um, James, thank you so much for speaking with us this morning, sharing a bit of your garden knowledge. Uh, We'll talk to you again about this another time, I reckon, but we're going to play Yellow House by Jim Nothing now. (laughs) Have a great morning. Appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. with Yellow House. Thank you very much to Jim Nothing, uh, James, wearing his gardening hat today for speaking with us a little bit about setting up your own garden. If you missed the start of the segment, as someone texted in, uh, asking, do you just mulch the grass? What do you do? We'll stick the whole podcast up after the show so you can have a listen. But basically, you want to cut the grass down short and then you want to deprive it of all light before you start layering up your compost as well. Thank you for all your texts and your questions. We'll get James back uh, to have a bit more of a quartet or hopefully next week about tomatoes and a few other things about raising your little seedlings as well so if you do have questions feel free to keep them coming and we'll put them through next time we that was a 95 bfm podcast support 95 bfm with a b card go to 95 bfm.com slash sign up